The podcast that you're about to enjoy is part of the Low Tree Studios podcast network. To enjoy more great podcasts like this one, visit LowTreeStudios.com. From Low Tree Studios, this is the Fine Tunings podcast where the where we serve a double shot of success, two ounces of comedy, and we garnish it with a pop culture twist. It's a nice garnish. And our drinks are garnished. They are. Right now as we speak. Awesome cocktails already. Can't wait to get into what we're drinking here with our guest. Uh, My name is Jason Galbraith, and joining me is my co-host, Nick Humphrey. What up? What up, Nick? Hi, how are you? Nice to see you. And of course, our special guest, Brian Avery, owner of Bravery Brewing. Yeah. Which I always find to be a really hard word to say. Yeah. Brewery. It just doesn't just doesn't work. Especially when you're drinking, which is perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome in, Brian. Nice to see you. And you you served us up. So talk about what we're. Well, let me do the jingle. I gotta do the jingle. Hang on. I mean, it's proper, right? It is. It is proper. It's time for the stupid jingle. Oh yeah. Time to throw some back. All right, so what are we? First of all, hi, welcome. Yeah, nice yeah. to see you. Nice, Very happy to be here. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. uh, I've I've uh, I've been to your place many a time. Uh, enjoy it. It is it is my favorite. One of my favorite uh, breweries. There's that word again. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I you know I I, I we, we talked about it before that you guys distribute, so I, I get it a ton at, at Trader Joe's. Uh, wherever we go, uh, we try to find it. I try to find it. But what are we drinking this evening? We're going to get into all that, the the bravery and all that. But what are we drinking? What'd you bring? You did not bring beer. So that's the thing. Yeah. That's a little odd. Really. Yeah, yeah. I obviously I love beer, but when I'm not drinking beer, I indulge in all sorts of spirits. And uh, I've been on a real mezcal kick uh, the last couple of years. So <clears throat> what we're drinking today is what's known as a Oaxacan uh, old fashioned. Mm-hmm. And so taking the old fashioned recipe, which is normally made with bourbon, uh, subbing that for a, uh, Hoven or silver mescal. What's a, what is mescal? I don't know what that is. Uh, okay. So mescal is basically the cousin to tequila. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, say, it kind of has that like agave kind of vibe. To okay. It. So it's made with, a, is it made with agave or is it? Yeah. Where, uh, tequila is very protected. It can only be made with blue agave. Oh, I gotcha. Um, in Jalisco, uh, Oaxaca, um, mezcal can be made with any type of agave plant and there's hundreds of agave plants. Interesting. So kind of think about like wine where there's, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of varietals of grapes. Um, and instead of just using, uh, you know, a Chardonnay grape to make Chardonnay, you can use any type of grape. Um, and so I like to kind of compare it to like whiskey to like peated scotch. Where, interesting. Interesting. I'm going to have to try this. Yeah. Mescal can have a little bit of smokiness. Not always like not all scotch is, is peaty, but, uh, anyway, so it's kind of a, in my opinion, a more mature and more adult tasting tequila, um, which is, you know, beefy enough and robust enough to, to take the place of bourbon in a cocktail like this. And then, um, instead of very tasty, yeah, it is instead of normal, simple syrup. Um, I made some simple syrup with piloncio, which is uh, unrefined Mexican sugar, uh, infused it with cinnamon. And then, uh, instead of the normal Angostura bitters, there's chocolate and orange bitters, and then garnished with the 
orange. Some fancy. It's almost like he runs a brewery or something. Shit. Like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows. This guy didn't just spirits. bring the cocktail. He brought the education. Is, I'm sitting there like, this is amazing. It is. Am I going to be quizzed after? I this? bet after that it's going to taste better. Hang on. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm. So how? how do you but know? I do taste. There is a. I don't know if am I if I'm correct on this. I could be completely wrong. And and it's one of those things. The power of suggestion, right? Uh, am I just now tasting it because you said it, but there, I do have, there is some smoke on this, a little yeah. bit of peatiness on it. I did, I did taste it before. Uh, and I, I actually I taste it right now too. It's a little bit, a little smoky and it's very, very good. It is. Uh, so I, I wonder, I'm gonna have to try this just sipping it. Cause I'm, I'm a sipper of, of, of bourbon. I don't really tend to like to, um, you know, put much in it. I'll put, I'll put an ice cube in it occasionally. I do like an old fashioned. That is my favorite drink. Yeah. Uh, I didn't start liking those until maybe like five years ago. They're delicious. They're yeah. delicious. Uh, it, there's Japanese old fashions too. Mm -hmm. They use the Japanese, uh, whiskey and scotch and stuff like that. But this is really good. Thank you for bringing it. We appreciate it. I might want another one all right <laughs> i don't yeah. i don't know if that's possible i might want to know brendan makes a killer uh, old-fashioned does he vegas yeah he made an awesome old-fashioned the drummer for uh live radio live radio yes. yeah is he is he playing out there by the uh, way i texted him today randomly and just said hey bro just thinking about you um you know miss you hope you're well and he was like uh just everything's good here just trying to get everything set to play on uh fremont again so so it's not back to normal yet no in vegas no. Too bad. Too bad. Uh, so, Brian, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. I don't know what episode this is. I don't know what guest number you are. I'm already losing track. He has a wonderful uh, habit of naming episodes, ridiculous things that came I up do. in the podcast. This one won't be named. It'll be named Bravery. Like Waffle Stomp. Uh, because we, we, we respect the Bravery Brew. Yes. Brew. Brew. It's like Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, I yeah. can't. I just can't do it. And then, and then you add the brrbr to yeah, it. Yeah, you could be sober oof. and get pulled over by a cop, and yeah. they'd be like, "Where you come from?" They're debris. They're like, "Get out of the car." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get out of the fucking car. Now, I know. I had a pizza there. That's all yeah. I had was a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, bravery. Now that's that. That's I love the twist on it. Okay, I do love the twist on it. Brian Avery. Yeah. That's creative. Oh right? my god. No, I'm just kidding. I knew that. I was yeah, just I knew pretend that. like, oh my god! But it's I also because of Arlie Ermy. It's sort of it's sort of themed yeah. around military, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a sobering experience I had there recently when we went. Uh, more, more, more. My, my the person I was having uh, cocktails with, not cocktails, but a, a beer with, because he was looking at the wall. There's a wall I was sitting on. We were, there's this there's this uh, table that's right near a wall that has a bunch of soldiers that are no longer with us. Right. And he was just, I, he, I lost him for a minute. We were talking and he was like, that's sobering to look at that. And we turned around and just young people, you know, that passed yeah. away, you know, in service. And it, it's, it's really, uh, hard to look at, right. It's hard yeah. to look at, but I appreciate that you guys do that and that you honor that and what you do. And of course you have amazing beer. How long have you, how long has bravery been around now? So next month is going to be our ninth anniversary. That is crazy. Ooh. Are you the are you the oldest brewery out here? We are. Yeah. Yeah. We were uh, we were neck and neck when Kinetic opened up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember Kinetic. Yeah. Yep. I think they beat us about six months to the punch. And actually, what's interesting too is uh, so you know it takes a long time to to plan a brewery, or at least it should take a long time uh, to get all your ducks in a row. Absolutely. And uh, so I'm the kind of guy that doesn't like to tell everyone I'm writing a screenplay yeah. until like the screenplay is done kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I'm so afraid of like public failure. <laughs> um, I get that maybe to a fault. So we didn't tell anybody outside of very close family and friends until we were very, very close to like it being a reality. 
And so because of that, and I think Kinetic was kind of doing a similar thing too. We didn't, we didn't know that there was another brewery simultaneously in planning until like months before we both opened and kind of hilarious just by chance. Yeah. yeah. I actually worked there. I, I bartended there for five months. While, yeah. While oh, we wow. were waiting for all of our licensing. To How come interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they knew that I was at that point, they knew that I was opening a brewery and, um, out here, the level of beer expertise that, uh, Steve Kinsey and I have, um, is, is pretty limited. And so he, he brought me in. Um, so who's Steve Kinsey? Let's get, let's get to that. Let's stop there now. Who's, who's he? Yeah. Uh, so Steve Kinsey, uh, was the brewmaster slash head brewer and co-owner slash founder of kinetic brewing. Okay. Gotcha. On the boulevard. Gotcha. Um, him and his wife and two other partners, uh, ran and managed that business. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer that it, that's no longer with us, but I love that word brewmaster. It just sounds, it really powerful. does. It, it does. Sounds yeah. like you're very, like, you it's know, like shit. beer wizard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, exactly. Beer wizard. <laughs> it's a very, uh, it's a very packed term and there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of, uh, discourse about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I call myself director of brewing operations cause I don't like using the word master, but you know, yeah. That's a whole thing done. It back. sounds like something somebody came up with as a title when they Bre were drunk. Brewmaster. They make beer and they're oh, like, I'm yeah, the brewmaster. You're the master. Yeah, right. yeah. You're, you're the master of this. Yeah, man, I'm a brewmaster, yeah. bro. And then that's it. That's how the term, it just turned into that. And then they made cards and it was official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, nine, you said nine years? Nine years, yeah. And uh, what? how were you brewing well before you started this? And, and was it what, where did you do it? Was it out of your garage? I mean, there's so many questions I have about just brew, brewing in general, uh, that we don't, that I really haven't tackled, yeah. you know, in, in the, pre, the previous brewers that were on, but did you do it out of your garage? Where did you start? Yeah. Uh, so I went to college at UC Riverside and there's a very large homebrew shop out there that was just down the street from uh, my apartment. And, um, being a frugal college student, um, very quickly, I found out that they were doing these homebrew demos, but because of their licensing or lack thereof licensing, they couldn't sell beer. So they would give away the beer from the previous demo after it was done fermenting. Mm. And so it's like, cool, go to a homebrew shop, pretend to be interested in <laughs> brewing and drink free beer. <laughs> uh, so me and my buddy did that a couple of times and, and pretending turned into really being interested. And yeah, uh, it was backfired right. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, very shortly after that, uh, so I'm 21 and I buy my first homebrew kit and uh, was making disgusting, undrinkable beer initially. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's crazy too, because this is 2009, which is not that long ago, but the internet has evolved so much since then. Yeah. I mean, things like Reddit and, you know, YouTube and all this stuff, like the the, bount TikTok. the bounty of information uh, now compared to then is totally different. So yeah. it was kind of just dredging through books and trying to figure it out on my own. Um, I'm a very stubborn person. And like I said, I don't like to broadcast what I'm doing until it's finished. So a lot of private personal beer failures until <laughs> I got to a point where I was comfortable sharing it with people yeah. that took about a year. Um, 
Yeah. And you have to, I think you have to have, right. Obviously there's, there's a formula for doing it. I don't know the formula. So good on you for knowing it, but there's, there's, you, you have to be, you have to have a certain palette for it. You have to know, you have to kind of know what is good and what you think might be good. Obviously you're just going, Oh, this is good to me. So if it's good to you, typically it's going to be good to other people as well. So you have to develop that. Mm-hmm. But then, but then if you, when you open a, a brewery, now you want to feature multiple Right. Different yeah. types. Yeah. IPAs. Probably all, had a lot of tasting of, parties, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so where do you get to where you're now doing are, are, first of all, are the processes different for each one or are they relatively the same? And how do you get to a point where now you're doing different types of, of brews? Yeah. I mean, uh, brewing is like baking and biology, uh, combined in a fun way. Um, so, IPA to stout to, you know, blonde ale or it's relatively a similar process. Uh, you know, like if you're baking different types of cakes, it's mostly the same. Except I got you. That's a really good analogy. Yeah. Um, but no, you're, you're, you're totally right where you have to train your palate and then trust your palate once you get to a point. And, um, you know, but like, that's so much of my life. My, my wife is actually a wine sommelier. And so we nerd out on alcohol, all the time. Um, and we do a lot of things too, to train our, our palates and our, uh, olfactory sense. Um, so we'll do like blind sniffings where you get a bunch of all the spices out of the kitchen cabinet. And you guys ever prank each other when you do that? No, <laughs> <laughs> get on that. But yeah. Okay. I, just yeah. wipe BO on that. a towel. Yeah. And just, yeah. <laughs> We've seen like the video of like, the, like the dude blindfolds his friend and then his friend brings over like a warm orange or something. And he sticks his finger oh in my it, God. but then he like, there's chocolate in the orange. So he pulls his <laughs> finger out and then he throws away the orange and he's holding a dog. The guy oh, takes his blindfold yeah, off and freaks out. That's so not fun. That's just, I mean, it's given ideas, you know, right, right. I got you. Poor yeah. Dog. <laughs> um, yeah, you'd be really surprised how visually dependent you are. Uh, you know, you might think, you know, the difference of a, a the way a lemon and a grapefruit smell, but yeah. so much of that is just the visual cue. And then when you're blindfolded and you don't know what you're smelling, it's a lot harder than you think. That's really great that you guys do that. I mean, and, and, and it is an art and it is your business. It's what you do. So you've got to be good at it. So I, I think that's great. And you do uh, brew some incredible oh, yeah. beer. So uh, good on you for that. We're going to get into a lot, a little bit more about bravery. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about some successes, right? Yeah. So obviously bravery is a success. And I would say, uh, you know, I watched you throughout the pandemic last year on social media and, and, and some of the stances that you took, which I, I really appreciated. You know, I'm not a business owner myself, and but on I the news. and on the news and I, I, I frequent, you know, local eateries and, and I, I and, and places like yours. So for me, I just really felt for you guys. I mean, I luckily was able to continue to work, but you weren't. And uh, I just had a lot of respect for what you were doing out there. I really, really did. Uh, So and that you're still here and you're still doing it and you've done some things to pivot in case something happens in the future, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, But we'll talk about some successes. So, Nick, you go ahead and start and then we'll get into everybody around the room. Oh, okay. Uh, Um. So what was it? Beginning of this month, uh, we had weigh-ins at work. We decided, uh, oh no, it was beginning of May. We had uh, a little bet going on with about, I think it was eight guys at work, $20 basically a, a person to see who could lose the most weight over a month period. And I won. I lost uh, 14 pounds. I'm at 18 pounds now. Wow. What are you doing? What's your secret? Um, I'm doing meals more often, but with uh, mostly proteins and in smaller portions. 
So I'm never truly hungry. Um, but so you're doing the like uh, every two hour kind of nibble. It's usually every four hours, but it's six ounces of protein with vegetables. I think mm. I use rice one time throughout the day if I know I'm going to be at the busiest peak of my day. Mm. And then dinner is usually a protein shake. Do you have an end goal? Uh, yeah, trying to get under 200 pounds because I think the failure I brought up recently was I was at my heaviest at 240. Mm. So I'm now down to like yeah, just about 220. Congratulations! Thank you. Let's uh, awesome. let's keep let's keep tabs on that. Yeah. Uh, and if you're just joining us, uh, we have we are joined by Brian Avery, owner of Bravery Brewing. He is here sitting in the room. So my success is this, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Maybe you don't. All right. But I am stressed by travel, air, aircraft travel. It stresses me out. I do not know why. All right. Not to where I'm getting like panic attacks. Yeah. But I just, it's on my mind. I hate it. I dread the day. And I'm looking forward to the destination, but I dread the day. And I'm always like, ugh. Do, do I have the right shoes on? Because you got to take them off. <laughs> do I have all my shit out of my pockets, right? All that stuff. I, did I, am, I, am I prepared to take my laptop out in a quick enough time so that I'm not slowing anybody else down and pissing off the TSA agent? All that stuff's on, on my brain. Are we going to get to the airport? Am I going to say bomb on time? accident when I'm in the plane? Am I yeah. going to just randomly do that? Yeah. Yeah, for no reason. So uh, this is a silly success. But recently we went to Arkansas and we traveled successfully. Nice. We were, we were on time. Uh, first of all, I love, there's this one, there, if you, if you go to LAX, uh, I recommend a place They're They're great. We, you know, one of the big things where we live, how do you get to LAX? Uh, is someone going to take you? Do you take the, there's a little bus that comes, that goes down there. Do, do you drive down and park? Do you go to Van Nuys flyaway and take, the but what do you do right so we've recently started using this place and it's called vip parkings down there they're not very expensive and you drive your own car down there of course there there's you know if your flight is a red eye that's not going to work but no. like they open up at five and they close at 11 i think so typically that works pretty good but yeah we've used them a couple times and they're awesome i mean wow. they're they are awesome. You get down there, they take you to the airport, you call them when you're getting off. I mean, he was, he was out picking us up when we landed in LAX five minutes after I called him, he was there. Wow. Wow. Perfect. And not very expensive. It was like about, about 120 bucks for uh, eight days, eight, something like that. That's not bad at all. Uh, so that, that was pretty sweet. So yeah, I would say that was my success. Successfully traveling, getting to every, everything on time, getting, you know, uh, getting on, not having any issues through TSA Yeah, and not stressing out about it. Nice. That's, now I got to ask you. That's my idiotic. Do you feel success. better about flying in the future? I never feel good about it. <laughs> That's oh, what I was expecting. I will say we're we're also getting better at not bringing too much shit, right? Uh, we've we used to check our bags. We don't do that anymore. We bring a carry on, and we brought we still brought too much shit. I didn't <laughs> wow. wear half the clothes that I brought, but you never know what it's going to be like, right? What's Mind, up? Mindy in the chat says that they wash your car. Too. They do wash your car. You have to pay for that. They don't just do it, but you pay for it. But they will do that for you. But they were That's packed. Awesome. We went there. We went there in uh, in the middle of 2020 to, to fly to Michigan uh, in August or something like that. There was nobody there. Wow. Nobody. Like our car. There was like maybe 15 cars. This time there was hundreds of cars. So uh, check that place out. VIP parkings. So real quick, uh, Brian, how do you uh, spell the name of the drink? Uh O-A-X-A-C-A-N, that's Oaxacan, yes. mm. old-fashioned. Uh, old-fashioned, perfect, thank you. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay, so 
Mr. Success over here. (laughs) Yes. Brian Avery. Uh, Talk about, you know, obviously bravery, in my opinion, is a success. I mean, nine years, uh, most businesses don't make it that far. Most relationships don't make it that far. But you don't have to talk about bravery. What is your greatest success? I know I just talked about one that cannot be tip top greatest, but we talk about shit every week. So I got to come up with something new. What's your, what's your greatest success? <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> you know, you know, I, uh, normally I probably wouldn't, but I, I, I do have to make it bravery related. Um, just after Son the, of a bitch. <laughs> we can't compete with You're that. Right. <laughs> I've traveled the, well <laughs> after the year that, or the year and a half almost that we've gone through. Um, it's to preface like a bucket list or a bucket goal kind of thing is to be a Renaissance man one day and, you know, be a published author or, you know, do all these other, you know, little things I can check off the list. Are you going to wear a robe? Uh, I, I think you have to. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and you're definitely starting and you're killing it with that I'm beard, sorry, not a robe, by the toga. way. I'm in a toga. That's what I meant. He's killing it with the beard. Yeah, it's, it's a glorious beard. Yeah, it's a very, very nice <laughs> no. beard. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> no. It's a shame there's no video feed. <laughs> right. I don't, well, hey, I mean, I could do Facebook yeah. Live. Well, that's all right. Well, next time. Yeah. So anyway, um, sorry, Brian. No, no, no. So uh, in the past, I would always binge all of the uh, like Restaurant Impossible or Kitchen Nightmare shows. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, That's it's my just, favorite. yeah, the Schadenfreude of watching people fail. It's raw. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the beef Wellington? I love that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, like, but like specifically the people that bought a restaurant with, you know, money they inherited or something. And then it's, it's always like, well, what's your background in, in the hospitality industry? And it's like, oh, yeah. nothing. And it's like, well, you thought that opening a restaurant would be a good idea. Yeah. And, you know, every viewer at home is like, yeah, you idiot, you know, don't do things you don't know anything about. Mm. But, and yeah. so then here I am converting an office into a kitchen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, definitely that nagging voice in the back of your head, like, you really think you're uh, smart enough to do this? Or you really think you can handle another, you know, not even more food on your plate, but a whole nether plate? Um, and so that now that it's all up and running and we're hearing really great things from the people that are buying the pizza, uh, it, it's so cool. I haven't even had a chance to really process it, honestly. Um, cause I still feel like we're still kind of in the thick of it all, but, um, that's always a good feeling. So what you're talking about is that you, you are now, which like, if you've learned anything from 2020, th- this is this is a really good thing to learn because what you guys suffered from you and lucky Luke's and the, uh, and, uh, transplants. transplants is that you couldn't stay open because you didn't have a kitchen. You didn't have any food. Yeah. You couldn't even do any out. They didn't, they didn't let you do the, you know, the, the food trucks, any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. For a very long time. Right. So hindsight, if you had the pizza kitchen in there, which you have now, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, delicious, fucking pizza um i think i'm just gonna start grabbing pizza it's so good dude it's really good uh you want a beer nah nah. and it goes really good with beer by the way great great marriage well pizza and beer i mean yeah god and then good beer and good pizza like what what are you gonna do uh anyway so really good pivot on your part if it happens again something like this you're pretty you're, you're you're gonna remain open Although we will be sitting 15 feet away from each other, whatever yeah. the hell they got to do. But uh, really, really good on you for that. So you're talking about your kitchen that you created. Yeah. So the the new Bravery Pizza sub brand underneath the Bravery Brewing yeah. brand, yeah. which 
Do you guys deliver? Uh, not not yet. Uh, we've only been open two and a half. But I mean, you can still do Postmates, Grubhub, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you right? probably yeah. could. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, it's you know the the problem, and we, we might not even be able to uh, accommodate that because the the room that we put the kitchen in is about a nine hundred square foot room, but we're doing everything from scratch in there. So yes. it takes so much Dough space and everything. Yeah, yeah, that we can't. We can only make so many pizzas in a day. I forget too. What kind of oven are you guys using? We're right now. We're using a conveyor, oh, okay. um, but the the goal is to at least get to a deck oven or potentially even like a wood fired, you know, Ooh, brick dome. Those are always really good. But hey, Rigatoni but, still uses, uh, you know, the typical oven. So I wouldn't know the difference. It was delicious. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't matter to me. That just adds another yeah. element to it if you do go that route. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Big Belly and Quartz Hill, they're on a conveyor as well. Yeah. They're, they're putting out really good product. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so funny. I don't know if you guys see that mural on the front of uh, Big Belly. There's like a bald guy with a beard old looking looks exactly like my buddy grant dag hmm. i sent it to him oh, and he, made grant, it his, yeah, grant. Yeah, he made his, his profile picture that was <laughs> that's that close to grant's like, like 6'10 he's 6'9 like actually super tall yeah. guy uh we had him on our the jnm podcast yeah, i love watching him day. duck when he walks into a room first it's great yeah do you ever okay do you ever do that like you're not gonna hit that shit at my height five nine i'm not gonna hit it but no. i still duck i don't think i do i was driving one time in my car and this bird flew really low guess what i did you ducked i fucking ducked <laughs> while in the car like, really is it, is it gonna oh like the like that did anything I one just, of the most <laughs> embarrassing things is when you think there's a step and there's not so you just look like an idiot who yeah. just stepped really hard for Absolutely. no reason and look around and everybody saw you yeah i love doing that. well I, I i think that is something to definitely consider to be a success and it yeah. will contribute to the success of bravery guaranteed yeah. it already is a successful business i hope you guys I mean, I hope it, there's some level of, you know, franchising and any, it just massive growth. I mean, I, I think you guys are doing a really good job. Uh, like I said, I'm a fan of the beer. Uh, I've tried many of the different beers that you've had there. We've played gigs there before back yeah. in the day. I want to bring that up too, as far yeah. as plans for the future. Cause I'd loved playing there, but <clears throat> the acoustics it. in that room where the stage was, and I think you can even admit weren't ideal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Concrete box. Yeah. It was actually a lot like LaRue too, which yeah, is like, look at the air conditioning rafters in here. That's great. You, you know? deal with that shit all the time though, playing music. I mean, yeah. we play outdoor. That's not, that's not ideal, but we do no, it, you know? Exactly. Um, so I like that. That's a, that's a good success story. Uh, Let's yeah. get into some failures. Let's have some fun first. I'm not going to share a failure. I don't fail you that much. Let's be bastard. Real. <laughs> but I, just just for so fun. wait 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 wait. Your mm -hmm. failure is that you didn't prepare my a fucking fa fail story. My failure is that I I sift through my history in my own head and I go, there's nothing there. I'm it's perfect. I'm absolutely perfect. That's cool. So did you watch a movie to review? Mm -mm. That's your failure. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so let's have some fun with this and see if you've done any of these things. These are uh, these are failures. These are things that everyone looks stupid doing. Okay. Okay. See if you agree. Chasing after something blown away by the wind. Yes. Recently. You had that happen? Yeah. That happens to us all the time out here. Well, when I get gas in the company truck, I usually do it at that 76 uh -huh. over on 50th. Yeah. And you know how windy it's been. And I have to have that receipt. And I grabbed it and it slipped. And I was like, yeah, just uh, you never realize how badly like you run until you're chasing a receipt in the wind. <laughs> because it's not <laughs> that you're running. It's receipt. that you're ducking while running. Like this is if there was a bird coming after you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just trying to. You look like an old man who's trying to not have a stroke while competing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're awful. trying to step on it. Or do I pick it up? Do I step on it? Do I jump? My, do I land my whole body on it? Yeah. All that stuff. So you do look pretty stupid doing that. I imagine you looked pretty dumb. I would have loved to have seen that video. Yeah. Uh, waving at a person you wrongly thought was waving at you. 
Oh, I've just like learned they're, to they're own behind, that. They're behind you, yeah, and just they're like, own it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that happened to me at Bravery. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was the last that happened to me. And I was like, this lady was coming through the door and she was looking at somebody behind me and she was like, and I was like, I don't know her. <laughs> I'm waving. And then I look behind. Oh, fuck. It was, like, do I put my other arm up too? So it just looks like I have a condition. <laughs> such an odd, odd moment. Uh, getting out of the back seat of a two door car. Ooh, yeah. I, that's my car. My car doesn't have, have uh, four doors. It's got four. a little, 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 it's, it's a Mini Cooper. Yeah. It's got the little door, that little so tiny you door. You drum set in there. I do. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. It's like Coolio's fantastic voyage video. Like everybody just comes out of your car. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, like our good friend Brendan, who's a drummer yeah. and has 24-inch kick drum yeah. and, and drives. Pontiac, what the fuck does he drive? Pontiac, I think. He, he doesn't. It, he calls it jazz because yeah. it's like, you know. Uh, but he doesn't put his drums in it. He relies on Nick. Yeah. yeah. He, he just asked me, he's like, you mind taking the kick drum? I'm like, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why would a drummer, I, I got to clown him a little bit. Hopefully he listens. Why would a drummer not have a, every car I've bought every car? I've like, can I get my kick drum in that? Oh yeah. Every car. Can I get my kick drum in that? And every car I could get my kick drum in for me as kegs. It's like, can I fit two kegs in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's see. Let's move on to the next one. Running after a ping pong ball. That's rolling on the floor. That's kind of like the paper. Yeah. I was going to say it's kind of like the paper. You guys having fun with this list so far. Okay. If you don't, if you're not, just tell me, I'll scrap it. Just wait to hear your failure. Oh, wait. (sighs) This list (laughs) so far is my failure. Uh, Holding the door for someone when they're 15 or more seconds away. I do that anyway. Yeah. I'll just pretend to be on my phone. Like I'm just, you know, just yelling, hurry the fuck up. That would be great. Yeah. Hurry up. I'm doing you a favor. All right. How about this one? Uh, Taking a picture with an iPad. My dad does that all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious. There's no better way to look way old than grabbing. And he does it with the case on that just kind of flaps. <laughs> it's fantastic. Are people still casually walking around with iPads? I mean, I, I don't even, I, w- I would not want one. Does, do you have one? Does anybody have one? I have one just for music point of sale system thing. But yeah. We use it for Keep the it drummer, in place. for the tracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, your drummer has to, has to be electronic. Well, no, even for like backing tracks for the cover songs and whatnot, like, uh, I don't know, stupid songs that may have just like a snap in it or something, but he's got to play to the click and have that there. Which is good. You guys yeah. are on time. It's, yeah. it's good stuff. And then the last thing I'll share, uh, running with a backpack. That's uh, that's a fail, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. It's just bouncing. Bad. You got to tighten it up, you know? Terrible yeah. flashbacks to high school. <laughs> exactly. Put your thumbs running underneath for it the to bus. look all cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where you look like a T-Rex getting arrested. Uh-huh. <laughs> so keep it from bouncing. All right, well, those are my, my failures was that list so let, let you guys get into yours now fine nick you, you go feeling? first brian no uh sure um uh, so this is actually back from college for me and i i flash back to it for some reason the other day talking to uh someone uh so i i play piano um what i didn't even know that yeah not i mean not super well uh well enough i took lessons for seven years or so bro let me tell you That's if you play just well enough you could be in a band look I, at me look I, at me hey i i, I was yeah, in a right. band uh i don't know if latawa mm. way back in the day you were in latawa i was Neil one of the Alex? uh one of the original members and then oh, wow yeah i liked latawa a lot yeah i just always needed a vocalist yeah oh. interesting I, i've never i've not heard of him sorry yeah so uh anyway so i'm i'm in college and uh doing the whole film degree track you had to take a handful of uh theater classes 
And so, you know, a lot of improv and stuff like that. And so one of the assignments was, okay, the individual student has to go up on the stage and like perform a task while telling a story with elements that have been given to you by the professor. So improv. And so my thing ended up being like some kind of American werewolf in London scenario that I had to improvise. But my task that I already chosen in advance was to play the piano. And so I'm kind of doing like a riff on Riders on the Storm um, while talking about being a werewolf in London. <laughs> well, so, you, so you were trying to do a mashup, basically. Yeah, it's just this weird, because like some people were like crocheting while talking uh -huh. about something yeah, yeah, or like it's, juggling. It's space, oh space work. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. space work, yeah. So uh, the professor afterwards comes up to me and he's like, hey, uh, you, you play pretty well. I was like, oh, thank you. And he's like, do you read sheet music? And I said, yes. Uh, cause all good for you. Well, the seven years of lessons was all classical. Oh music. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Seven years is a long time. Yeah. So, by the way. um, yeah. so long story short, he says, okay, I have a friend of mine that is also, you know, in the arts department he's a music instructor and he, uh, has, he's doing vocal training, but he needs to focus more on the students and can't be playing the sheet music while also, you know, training them. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, ooh, that might be out of my skill set. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, like a good teacher, like push yourself. Yeah. So next week I go to the music department and I'm walking through the, you know, rows of soundproof studio rooms and uh, meet the professor and meet the student. And he sits me down and he's like, okay, play this. And it's incredibly uh, complicated sheet music. And I was like live right now. And he's like, yeah, you can reach. And I was like, I can read it, but I need huh. a little time to marinate with it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, just try. And oh. uh, <laughs> oh, man. this older professor and this student who is a complete stranger, I've never met them before, and they're relying on me to play the music so they can sing. And I was butchering it. And I just had to stand up and said, I'm so sorry, and exit the room. And that is one of the <laughs> oh, most humbling man. moments of my life, uh, just hitting a wall so hard and like, Damn. Now, I'm not now that did good. that did it did it did it do any collateral damage to you? Any damage to you at all? Like were you like, nah, I'm not ever playing or were you just like, ah, that was just a moment moving on? No, it, yeah, I, I'm not traumatized by it, but it is one of those moments where it's like you do need to hit walls in life to, yeah, yeah, to, absolutely. to learn what your limits are. Yeah, that, that reminds me of my well, here's a good failure story. That reminds me of my first stand-up show. Oh, a snap. Now, not first and first first, but like I did a stand up show uh, with my improv. Our, I was in an improv class at, at ABC and he encouraged some of us that were interested in stand up to do stand up. And it wasn't great, um, but it was it was different because really it was the it was an improv show. And then I just did like two minutes of stand up. But uh, my actual first one was when I went to uh, it's the Haha ha Cafe in uh, North Hollywood and I, I somehow got a gig there. I don't know how I got a gig there. And I was so nervous. And I, first of all, one of the mis mistakes was that I had uh, Thai food before <laughs> I went down. <laughs> For some reason, that whatever I had made me. Idea. So then I, I had to stop to go to the restroom, like to take a shit because I was nervous. Uh, that, I've never been more nervous. Pl I've played drums, you know, and, and the first time I played drums, I was pretty nervous. I've never been more nervous than, than this particular moment in my life. So much that I had to stop and go to, there was a mobile station and there was a guy in there. I don't know what he was doing in there, dude, but I had to go so bad and it just, he was in the bathroom forever. I don't know what the hell. Uh, anyway, that my first stand up show, it was pretty, I did it 
but it was brutal. Mm. Oh, wow. Nobody laughing. My jokes sucked. I was really nervous. So like Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, basically. You were just laughing and falling apart it on stage. It felt like that. Yeah. Yeah, it felt very much like... And I was like, what am I doing? And I, I did it a couple more times, and I got better, but... Yeah. Whew. Man, that was rough. That was a good... That's a good well, failure I commend story. you. Thank you. What's your failure story? Well, Mike in the chat says, dropped my work laptop into concrete as I entered the office today. Cracked it open, but it still worked. That's a fail. That is a fail, but it still works. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you'll, um, you'll get through it. He actually made me change my uh, fail, just listening. Both of you guys, kind of. Um, so I get a lot of credit, uh, nicely enough, in being in bands for being called uh, recently an elephant. As far as remembering lyrics, remembering what key stuff's in, just going to it. It's all locked in. Yeah, that is a, that had, is a good thing. I kind of attribute it to one horrible failure involving theater because I was really big into theater in high school and a little bit afterward. We did a drama showcase called You Ought to Be in Pictures. You know, one particular skit would be who's on first. And then they kind of said, if there's a skit from a movie or a play you want to do, set it up with a couple other participants. Mm -hmm. I did this speech from Jaws about the USS Indianapolis, mm -hmm. and I was Quint. And halfway through it in front of everybody, I forgot what the next line was and I literally froze. That sucks. It was horrifying. I, it felt like an eternity, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it was only probably about 10 seconds, which is still Did you recover an eternity. It? I skipped probably over, I think it was like uh, the Japanese torpedo, you know, and I just went to basically, uh, you know, grabbing the buddy next to him and it topped over and kind of like a top you know all that stuff i was so bad that now i watch that and i'm like of course it was that part like i'll never forget that moment mm -hmm. and i think that's what makes me motivated to be like it's locked in i have to have it locked in can't be cocky yeah yeah that that failure is an amazing gift that you that you're you're given i think yeah. you know if you if you failed it, it, let's let's use music as an example or even the stand-up comedy that i did but i'll use music when, when when you failed let's say you're not prepared or something um, you, you make sure that the next time you do it, yeah, you're prepared. Oh yeah. And I over prepare, but I also, the, also you can't, this is one of the things you, you can over prepare with them. When the moment comes, you got to let it all the preparation go because especially in music, you, you're not, it's not just you, it, no. you know, it's other, there's other people that you're dependent on that can totally fuck the whole thing up too. Yep. Yep. Right. So you just focus on your part, do your part well. And that's that. Uh, it's interesting. I will never forget those guys' faces at the table with me on stage too. When, when I froze, they were like, "Just like, are you gonna say something?" They were trying to. They were probably trying to help. They you. looked. Just, we all froze. Like this is awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think so. I think most people really want. I think most people want other people to succeed. Not always. They yeah. didn't want me to succeed when I did stand up. They didn't give a shit. They were like, this guy's mm. lame. Get on. You know, they're paying. They're yeah. they're paying to see comedy. Dance if, if you see exactly. Yeah. So they don't really, really care. Uh, what I will say about that one when, when you were saying that, Nick, is that no one I don't know that monologue, right? Yeah. So you could have botched the whole thing, dude. I would never have known and been like, oh my God, great job. Yeah. Really good job. I would yeah, never have rough. known. So that's that's an interesting thing about being good at improv too, right? That's why they Absolutely. teach you improv yeah. in theater so that if you start to go a little wayward, throw something in there and oh, try yeah. to find it again. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting. Those are good stories. Uh, we talk about being a dad. Are you a, are you a dad, Brian? I'm not a dad. All right. Are you, are you going to be a dad? I don't think it's in the cards for us. Okay. Yeah. I can relate. Cho choosing not to. Choosing not to, or is, or is the universe chosen for you? Uh, it's, it's our choice. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. And I respect that. So Nick is a dad. Do you have a dad story? 
Uh, yeah. I think last time I brought up the fact that I had a lizard funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we cover that up by getting a guinea pig. So she has a guinea pig in her room now. Look that forward we, to that dying. We, yeah, it's going to be a few years, but not, <laughs> not a few hours, uh, which is nice. We kind of, uh, I think, came up with a theory that the reason that the lizard died was because we tried to feed it some stuff that may have been sprayed by the pest control. Mm. So we, we just poisoned her lizard and we had the funeral and all that <laughs> stuff. Wait a minute. Go back. What? Oh, it ate bugs that had been sprayed yes. by pest control. Yes. Uh, yeah. So did you pick the bugs out of the, where would you get the bugs from? Just right downstairs in, oh, like yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the little, you know, garden area or the lawn area. Were they dead already? No, no, they were no. alive and kicking, but well, for a little while. Um, but yeah, no. So we got a guinea pig and his okay. name is Oreo because he's, black with a white stripe in the middle it's kind of like well he has one name obviously everybody knows what his name is Mm -hmm. and uh it's been a fun process but Addie loves having a a pet in the room it's kind of nice because she wants to stay in a room now but she doesn't crawl into bed with us anymore so we get to be a couple again Mm. it's kind of nice that's a success make another baby bouncy going you gonna have another baby um i don't know we'll see uh i would like to really yeah i love kids i'm i'm I love little drunken top heavy midgets. They're fantastic. Nice. So if they're all like Addie, I'm sure the next one's going to be a terror. But Addie's pretty cool. She is cool. You've been married for how long, Brian? Uh, almost three years. Okay. How, how long were you with your your spouse before you got married? So we were we were dating for three years before we got married, but we've actually been friends since high school. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, she's she's a flight attendant, which is a whole other thing because she had her whole series of problems Oof, with covid i bet um probably not much better now really yeah i mean she's actually still furloughed until october are you kidding me no wow which is by her choice um which is it's been a good thing she's been able to help with the brewery um because we ourselves had to furlough almost all of our employees last year <sighs> yeah so it just became a family ordeal um but uh yeah no we we met in high school and became very good friends and then she went off and did her own thing through the twenties and I did my own thing during my twenties. And then, uh, when she became a flight attendant, she was initially stationed on the East coast and then worked her way back to LAX. And then when she got stationed here, we started interacting on a much more frequent basis and then started dating. And then that turned into marriage. So what is that like, uh, for, for her? What I've always wondered what it's like for flight attendants, what their, their schedules are like and stuff like that. What is it? What is a typical schedule like for a flight attendant? I mean, is she gone for long periods of time? Does she stay away or is it there and back kind of thing? Normally pre COVID, uh, she's gone half the month, um, in two to five day intervals. Wow. Um, that's crazy to that me. Is pretty it, crazy. Yeah. And like, so like for me and probably a lot of people, it falling asleep is an ordeal. Um, you know, I can't just get off work and then jump into my pajamas and go to sleep. Oh yeah. Um, but she is, she's fortunate that she can put her head on the pillow and more or less fall asleep, which is huge. That's a gift. Yeah. That's a gift. I do not have some of those layovers. She literally has just enough time to get maybe seven hours of sleep. If she goes to bed, as soon as she gets into her room, um, but she's, she's able to do that. So, and she loves it. She, uh, I'm more of a extrovert. Um, I'm more of a social person, which is, you know, goes hand in hand with the brewery thing. Absolutely. Uh, but she really enjoys her, you know, private alone time. And, uh, she loves going to museums and hiking. So she, she loves the whole traveling abroad thing. 
That's great. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, I've always been intrigued by that. I know there's some companies that do it a little different. Uh, what, what company does she work for? She flies for Delta. Okay. Yeah. I know some of them do it a little bit different where it's just like there and back kind of yeah. thing, yeah. but, uh, they have, they have certain routes that they take and that's that, but that's interesting. I've always wondered what, what is the, what is your schedule like? Uh, uh but it's a, it's a good job. You ever join the mile high club? <laughs> you gotta ask. Yeah. You know, it's like the, yeah. it's the question, you know? I I'm six foot one. That would be a little tricky because she's she's five eleven. You, you can't stick two people yeah, she's, in a, she's a good answer. Yeah, in a lavatory. Yeah, I don't even know that I could do it uh, at five nine. My my wife five foot. Not I wouldn't even want to. They're disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nasty. Like, yeah you know, probably do, wouldn't want to. Now, th- does it sound like literally your piss is getting flushed out into the into the atmosphere? When you flush those There's toilets, suction. all pressure. <laughs> there, yeah. Did it just did it just leave the aircraft? Where did it go? Thank just, God that's not the case, though. Is it not the case? Well, yeah, I would hope so. Because are we just pissing all pees. over the sky? Not a, not everybody only pees in an airplane, you know. You just got dookie just yeah. flown out of the bottom of an aircraft. Some people may deserve it though. That is interesting. Well, you talked about space, so I'll, I'll talk about uh, the value, I think, in marriage, because this is our, our marriage segment. We do a dad and a marriage segment. So yeah. uh, I would say that for me, uh, there is value in having that space, right? Uh, you can't just be code. You can't really be codependent. I don't think that adds value to a relationship. You have to have two very independent people. Of course, you, you need each other and you build a life together, uh, but it only works well when you allow each other uh, to have have that space. And one of the things that I think my wife and I've done successfully is we have, we have allowed ourselves that, that independence where, you know, she's got her thing. I got my thing. We do our things and we do them separately. We don't make each other feel bad for those things. And and that is a really valuable thing. It sounds like you've, you're doing that, which is really, really good. Do you have any uh, tips for three years of uh, marriage at this point? Uh, have you hit any uh, bumps in the road? Cause they usually come. I, I mean, all of COVID has been crazy because, again, we got very used to spending Space. half of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Space, uh, yeah. absolutely what you're saying. We're very independent people. Like, for instance, I'm I, I'm crazy about horror movies and she oh. she cannot watch horror movies. And so it's like whenever she's gone, it's like, OK, I'm going to get horror movies out of my system. I'm going to play poker, (laughs) which boards, bores her to tears. (laughs) Yeah. And now it's like, okay, um, we got to focus on that little sliver of, uh, overlap in our Venn diagram. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Friends of mine for my birthday just got me the box set of, uh, tales from the crypt. Like the oh, little show. Nice. I'm so happy. Nice. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes people make in marriage too is that they think that they have to have so much in common with their partner and, and you do, but you don't, you, you do in, in some regards, I think you have to have those big picture things in common, you know, uh, aspirations to a certain degree, but all the little things like I play a, a sport called pickleball. If you've never heard of it, look it up. It's really fun. Um, and she, she, she won't play it. She hasn't, she doesn't play tennis. I did. I have gotten her to play golf with me lately, which has been really, yeah. really cool. Uh, I, I look forward to doing that with her. She's, she's fun to play with, but I want to go with you by the yeah, way. Yeah. We're going to make that happen. But, uh, yeah, but, but there's so many things that like, she's not a musician, you know, she's, she, she would never, Never try stand up comedy. I'm super surprised that she actually podcasted with me when I asked her to do it all those years ago, and she's great at it. But oh yeah, uh, so there are a few things that we do together. But yeah, we're very different. She watches Days of Our Lives. I'll never watch that in my entire life. Well, that's not true because when I sit next to her and it's on, I'm 
I, I, I do watch it. Do you ever do that where you're like, God, why are you watching this? Five minutes later, you're commenting on it. Yeah. I'm like, what is this yeah. bullshit? Yeah. yeah. That's usually what I my say. My mom's always watching Judge Judy when I go over to my parents' house to visit. And I'm like, would you turn on something else? This is garbage. And then five minutes later, I'm like, oh, she's totally guilty. This is nonsense. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I get like, invested in it. Yeah. You just start having some, uh, you just start getting, you get sucked in. TV just yeah. does that to you. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's great. You guys are on the right track, but yeah, you definitely have to have, I think in a marriage, this isn't me preaching at people, but you have to have some independence. I think it, it adds a lot of value. Totally. You got, you got shit to talk about now. You know, I mean, if, if you're, if you've spent every waking moment together, mm-hmm. what do you talk about at the end of the day? You know? Yeah. So right, I'm going to get into this. I think this is gonna be fun. Uh, uh beer. All right. Uh, beer. Uh, from Google trends, the U S states currently searching the most, for the term beer. These are the states that are searching for beer. Uh, there's five of them. I'm going to ask you guys to try to name some of them. See if you can guess okay. which states are like beer, man. Where is it? Right, on Google. Well, I'm going to say California for the mere population. Nope. No. Mm-mm. How about none, or- none of the, none of the big, none of the big ones. Really? None of the big ones are on here. Uh, okay. I was going to say Oregon. Mm, no, wow. but you think it would be right. Yeah. You think it would be Iowa, not Iowa. Okay, keep going. Have some fun. Well, you said none of the big ones. So I'm just shooting random. Rhode Island, not Rhode Island. Okay, so Delaware, not Del. <laughs> Let's go through all fifty. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, okay, cheese. They're big for their cheese. Oh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, yeah. Wisconsin. Have you had Wisconsin beer? Uh, New Glarus is a very good brewery out of Wisconsin. I think they only distribute in the state. Really? Yeah. So you only get that. How, how did you, how do you, how have you heard about them? Uh, back in the day, bottle shares, people trade for beers from different places that are hard to get. Okay. Um, I think that's my only Wisconsin where, beer. Where, where are some good beer states in your opinion? And, and what is, what's a good beer to you? I mean, that's another big question, yeah, right? Actually. What's a good beer? Because I fucking hate Coors. <laughs> I, I won't touch that yeah. shit. I, I think nowadays California is the best state for, for beer. Okay. Um, I mean, it helps that we're a gigantic state, you know, geographically speaking. Yeah. Um, but any style that you're looking for, super clean IPA, wild, funky, sour beer, anything in between, it's all being made in spades in very high quality uh, in California. Same thing can be said about wine too. Yeah. True. Good point. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I would say Oregon is uh right behind us as well um a lot of the flyover states are struggling in my opinion um <laughs> flyover states are they proud of that yeah we're a flyover <laughs> yeah. state all right hey, you're, just, we, you're just passing over them to get to florida or some shit we earn it we spend so much damn money living in a we do non-landlocked state yeah we so do we earned it we do how about utah no, not Utah. Really? There aren't they kind of a dry. That's state? why I would like. I'd like, just be looking it up all the time. Forbidden if I was liquids. No, yeah. you can go to certain liquor stores that are like the state liquor store to get certain stuff. Now, it. now I will say those flyover states are kicking ass in the whiskey department, though, and bourbon department. So totally, and they should stick to that. Some re- <laughs> <laughs> I like controversial statement. <laughs> okay, so we only know Wisconsin at this point. Yeah. Only Wisconsin. I have no it's idea. Number two, by the way. On the I have list. no idea. Uh, all right. Uh, they're all, it's all East coast. It's oh, all really? East. Yeah. Massachusetts. No, no. You're a liar. Massachusetts. Is, but, uh, Florida is Florida on there. <laughs> no, they don't give a fuck about beer. Yeah, they they're just, looking up uh, crystal. Do, meth do and... they, do they care about beer there? I don't know. They probably do. Do they, are there some good uh, breweries there? Probably some good distilleries there maybe, but 
since it's sort of a southern state, but uh, there is a, well, there was a distillery we went to in St. Augustine, and it was pretty good. It was, whew, God, it was strong though. Man, hmm. it was like not a lot of refined flavor in it. It was just like a strong alcohol flavor, but it, it was pretty. It was decent. Uh, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you number one. Uh, well, I'll just give you hints, right? Uh, the Steelers play there. Oh. Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. Steelers. Uh, Pennsylvania's yeah, number Pennsylvania. one. Uh, Vermont is number three. Okay. There's Maine, good beer in Vermont. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Maine is number four. Hmm. Do you think it's the states that are along the coast that just tend to do better with the beer? Right? I mean, think about that, right? It's hard to say. I mean, beer can be made anywhere. Uh, you know, unlike, like wine grapes can only grow in certain regions, regions at least well. Yeah. Climates. Uh... So maybe it's a place where talent is flocking to, yeah. you know, and maybe. so coastal cities and states. They tend to be the where you go. Yeah, it's more that's attractive. True. Yeah. Sometimes like in the case of bourbon, too, it might have to do with the water quality. That's that's a good point. You know, you have to have a good amount of moisture, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot like of water. Like Kentucky, the limestone and whatnot. Hmm. That's a good point. And then the last state is uh, New, New Hampshire. Hmm. They're searching for beer. They must not have good beer there. Interesting. Because they're like, fuck, where do we get beer? Yeah. They're all beers from California. Beer, yeah, beer. How do I get California beer? How do I get bravery beer? (laughs) How far do you guys distribute? Uh, We self-distribute, so our footprint is a little smaller. Um, We're up north to Bakersfield and then down south to like Northridge and then out east to like Rancho Cucamonga. So how how did you get those? How did you get that distribution? Do you throw the stuff in your own truck and deliver it? Yeah. So we have a couple of vans that we deliver the beer with. And uh, honest, I mean, it's just bushwhacking. Um, It some if you're like Trader Joe's is is really nice to us. Um, and we, we sell a lot of beer to Trader Joe's all the way out to Ranch Cucamonga. Nice. Um, but you know, it just, every company's run a little differently and everyone will have different amounts of red tape. And, uh, you know, we're in BJ's and yard house and stuff like that. And sometimes it takes a year of just back and forth, back and forth. And then other times they have a lot more, um, ability to just Green light. You Make know. the call right there. So yeah. w- when did you start branching into that? Uh, when did you start thinking, you know, we should probably start distributing instead of just having people come to our, our location? Uh, lo- hyper-locally in the Inola Valley, almost day one. Um, I think the Broken Bit might have been our first restaurant account. Mm-hmm. That um, makes sense. Yeah, they've been big supporters from day one. Right. Mike uh, in the chat says, where in Rancho? Uh, Trader Joe's and possibly BevMo right now. There you go, Mike. Bevmo, that's a good one. That's a good one to get. Now, oh, are you yeah. in, are you in our Bevmo out here? Yeah, nice. Yeah, I believe all of the local breweries are in the Palmdale Bevmo. That's awesome. Nice. Um, yeah. So just you know, the other thing too is we started super small nine years ago. Um, we have thirty beers on tap today, but back then we were struggling to have three or four beers on tap. Yeah. Um, how long How long does it take to make one batch of beer? Anywhere from like one to three weeks, depending on the so style. That's not so bad. That's probably why whiskey's so much dif- more difficult because oh, it yeah. does take a lot longer. Wine, same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just it's such a long process. Beer is not not as long, <laughs> so that's there's a little bit more turnaround. Totally. Uh, that's awesome. Now I will I want to ask because I would always I would always go into Trader Joe's. I'm like these guys are closed. That sucks. I'm going to buy their beer. Uh, did the did the distribution help keep you guys afloat or or is it just a trickle in, uh, in comparison during the shutdowns? Yeah. Yeah, we, with 
limited distribution. Cause that was the, that was the other thing too, is a lot of our distro is kegs going to restaurants yeah. and all those restaurants were shut down. Oh God. Yeah. Um, what a shithole. Yeah. So your income was. gets, yeah. Yeah. That's there's, squashed. There's a lot of breweries that are draft only breweries. They don't put anything into bottles or cans and those guys got decimated during yeah. the shutdown. Yeah. Um, so the restaurants went away, but more and more people were boozing it up at home. So the, oh, the yeah. can sales definitely went yeah. up. But honestly, uh, a good month during COVID was breaking even. Oh, well, um, at least you did that. Damn it. Yeah. And, you know, but we we bought the two buildings that we're in uh, five years ago. There's a lot of money uh, in equipment in those buildings. And, you know, we're paying that back every month. So yeah. it, there's so much overhead and we're so reliant on the tasting room kicking butt every week. And so, uh, yeah, there were some months where we, we had some losses, but it wasn't to the point where we were going to have to just fold in. But I mean, we're very pot committed owning those buildings. So we were going to figure something out either way. Yeah. But, um, distribution helped. And then the community really just stepped up and, you know, not just us, the AV restaurant support group that was created for all of this. Yeah. And, uh, just everyone going out and blowing their stimmy checks on, you know, local food and beer. Oh, yeah. Wine. I certainly did. I was part of that. Uh, yeah. Really, yep. really, really wanted everybody to succeed. It was it was very disappointing. Where, where do you where do you see bravery going? What, what's your long term? Are you looking at like a like almost like Firestone level kind of thing? Or uh, is that was that where you're where you're thinking of heading? Because um, Firestone's, they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're a great place. And, you know, those guys are on a whole nother level now, too. But they, they started, did they not start small or did they, were they always big? They, they started a lot smaller than they are now, but they have, you know, the Firestone money from the tire company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, do they really? Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know they were. Yeah, those guys started there. with varied. And, and oh, I didn't know there was a partnership. Yeah. Though, Firestone's one of my favorite California breweries. Okay. Um, just to make sure that I'm not throwing shade. But, um, <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, multiple locations in the near future. Um, I like the idea of maintaining control over the quality and, um, it's really important in my opinion to have good team members that can talk eloquently and articulate the beer styles. Cause we do a lot of different types of beers. Um, so if we have different locations around SoCal that we're controlling and making sure that yeah. the beer is being regarded the way it should yep. and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You want to you want to keep the brand the brand the yeah. brand that you're created here. You want that to travel with wh wherever it goes. Uh, what's one of your favorite other than your other than uh, you know the ones out here? What's one of your favorite breweries? I mean, Firestone for sure. Um, and then I really like drinking a lot of West Coast hoppy IPAs. So El Segundo Brewing is probably one of my faves as well. Okay. Down in El Segundo. I have not been to that. No, me either. Uh, one of mine is, I've not been to the locations, uh, but I like uh, Belching Beaver is one of my favorites. Yeah, they're doing good uh, stuff. Uh, they, they, I think they have a couple locations in San Diego as well. They have San Diego and they have in uh, Escondido as well. So Mike says last name brewing out here in Upland. Yeah, those guys were previously Dale Brothers and Oscar Blues out of Colorado has Dale's Pale Ale. And so they sent them a season to cyst. And that's why it's called Ooh. last name brewing now. Oh wow, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Wow, interesting, so, right? Copyright, copyright your shit. Right, your that shit. happens. All right, well, that was uh, that was a good conversation. Let's. Uh, you want to play some trivia? Yeah, let's do some trivia. Where's that organ music? I hate so much. You hate it? Actually, no. It just makes me yeah, laugh. It's, it's, it's so nice. cheese. It's great. It's fun. 
But when Mike says he always wondered why that name changed, so that thanks. No problem. Yeah, a little insight there. All right. <clears throat> so educational. It's ridiculous. Very articulate. Yes. Too, by the way. Um, you should get into podcasting. Mm. We'll talk yeah. about that. I'll think about that. All right. So <laughs> your name is your buzzer. Okay. You know what that means, right? Brian. Perfect. Yeah. Nick sucks at this. Yes, I do. But we'll see how it goes. It's random pop culture trivia. Might even be from 10 years ago. I don't care. It's the website that I use. Okay. It's easy for me. What fictional video game character was inspired by Indiana Jones? Brian. Uh, Laura Croft? Laura Croft is correct. Nice. Didn't even I need the multiple I was going so old, choice. I was like, Pitfall? <laughs> oh, okay. like are, are these all multiple choice? I or? do have multiple choice, but I, I, I give space in okay. case you want to yeah, okay. jump, jump the shark. Jump the shark? No, it's jump Fonzie, the ship. Fonzie jump the yeah. shark. Fonzie jump the shark. In his Harley. That's when it went bad, right? Yeah. All right. A hit single for four different artists. Who wrote the song, The First Cut is the Deepest? Ooh. Is it A, Rod Stewart, B, Keith Hampshire, uh, C, Cheryl Crow, or D, Cat Stevens? D, Cat, or Nick. D, Cat Stevens. Mm, I almost disqualified you. I know, right? Yeah. That is correct. It's a very right. good old fashioned. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Married eight times during her life. Which of the following married eight times during her life? Which of the following men was Elizabeth Taylor never married to? Was it a John Warner B Richard Burton C Mike Todd or D Peter O'Toole? Probably don't know this, but just, just guess. I'm going to take it. Brian. I'm going to go with D, Peter O'Toole. That is correct. That's what I would have said. Oh, it yeah. is Peter O'Toole. Oh, have fun with this one. What film opens with the quote, there was me, that is Alex. Brian. And a Brian. Clockwork Orange. That is correct. Yeah. I had a feeling someone would get that one quickly uh, because we got two film folks yes. here. Uh, originally voiced by Clarence Nash in what decade did Walt Disney's Donald Duck make his debut? Or as Mindy would say, debut. <laughs> Is it A, 1950s, B, 1920s, C, 1930s, or D, 1940s? Donald Duck. Look. <laughs> oh, is that Nick? <laughs> C, 1930s, is correct. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to go uh, there. That was pretty. That was okay. It was okay. Did, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Did, really hard. Could you could you actually understand what Donald was saying most of the time? Or no, was it like no, subtitles? he needed subtitles bad. Okay. In December of 1982, Vanna White became the regular hostess of what popular American television? Brian. 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 Go gotta Fortune. Be, gotta be quick, Nick. Wheel of Fortune. What? By the way, I'm not keeping score, so please keep your own score, which. You've gotten so far. I think you've gotten three so yeah, far. He's beating me. Uh, got you two, got Laura Croft. You got Laura Croft, Peter O'Toole, Clockwork Orange. So you got four. Oh, oh snap. Sorry, Nick. It's okay. I told you I'm bad at this. One of film's most famous sequences. What Best Picture Academy Award winning 1959 film features a nine minute chariot race? Brian. Oh. Brian. Uh... Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur is correct. Ben-Hur yeah. over as as is correct. It, I was like, I know it. <laughs> I almost said Spartacus. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm Spartacus. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm Spartacus. No, I There's am. There's an old uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway episode where 
they're doing like famous movie quotes as said by Carol Channing. He's like, nah, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. All right. What album holds the record for longest run on Billboard's 200 at over 16 years? Is it uh, Framp- Frampton Comes, Comes Alive, alive uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Rumors, or Saturday Night Fever? Nick. Nick. Saturday Night Fever. Incorrect. I know. I just, yeah. Okay. Staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Rumors. Incorrect. It's hmm. Dark Side of the Moon, released in oh. March of 1973. The Dark Side of the Moon wow. is... Jason gets a point. Pink Floyd's eighth studio album. Good for them. <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Oh, forget. doesn't matter. I shouldn't have said that. Give it away. Who wore a paper bag over his head with I am not famous anymore written across it at Nick Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Shia yeah. LaBeouf. Is LaBeouf. that is it? LaBouche? LaBouche? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> that guy's had an awesome meltdown over the years. He has, but boy, is he good. I uh, like, I like, Oh him. yeah. What was the, what was one of the ones he was in recently? There was one that he wrote. And it was about his relationship with I his dad. I haven't seen it, but I think it's Honey Boy. Honey Boy. Yeah, I haven't seen so it. I haven't seen it so good. And then there was that other one where he met a guy traveling, a Down Syndrome kid. Oh, yeah, I saw the previous show. A Peanut Butter it. Falcon. Yeah. So good, those two movies. That one looks They're really both good. On, on Amazon Prime. They're Ooh, nice. very good. I'll have to check them Very out. good movies. All right. <clears throat> what popular TV sci-fi show features a doctor traveling through space Nick. and... Nick. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. I, I've never seen an answer? episode. Is that your final answer? My final answer. It is Doctor Who. Yeah, I've nice never job. seen an episode. <laughs> all right. I have way too many friends that are all about it. <laughs> two more. All right. all right. I think Brian is winning. Probably. Yeah. We'll give it to him anyway because he's the guest. Uh, in yes. 1964, 73 million Americans tuned in to see the Beatles perform She Loves You yeah, on what TV yeah, Damn, the Ed Sullivan show. It is the ah, Ed Sullivan okay. show. Nice job. I think you're pretty close. I should have kept track. Keep track of your own shit. It has to be tied at this point. It's got to be tied. Yeah. So this comes down to this. Ooh. Which of the following 1950s films did not win the Academy Award for Best Picture? Were you alive? I wasn't. No. I won't know this. I will because I have the answer. Uh, is it A, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof? B, All About... Eve or C from here to eternity or D around the world in 80 days. Uh, Nick, Nick D around the world in 80 days. Not correct. Nick. Damn. Uh, I guess I'll go with cat on a hot tin roof. That is correct. Wow. For Ryan takes win. It. For nice. The win. Oh, yeah. That was a good one too. I was like close, close games. Cat on a hot tin. When I get annihilated, I'm like, this is boring. That was very, very, on? that was much better. Yes. Anyway, cat on a hot awesome tin roof, job. uh, lost out to Gigi for best picture. Uh, in the 1959 Academy Never Awards. seen either. Yeah. GG. The Academy rarely picked the right movie. Yeah. I, especially I lately. I agree with that. Uh, th- there have been some good ones. Because of the Academy uh, picking, made me watch some movies. Like uh, one time, one year, th- this movie called The English Patient One. Oh, yeah. Made me watch it. I liked it. Yeah. But it's fucking weird. It's a weird movie. But yeah. it was good. Uh, congratulations. You won. Yeah, nice work. Uh, do we have anything else? Give it up for Brian. Is that all we have? I think, I that's, think that's all we have. Nice job. Really good drink. Yes. Really good brewery. So it's on to future guests then. 
Oh, that's right. Future the man, games. the legend, Lenny from Fresco. Right? That's right. I told him he didn't have a choice, and he said, I'll let you know how I'm feeling. I was like, oh, you're going to be feeling great sitting in the chair right next to me. So You're, you're going to be fine, it. Lenny. Get yeah. your ass over here, dude. Yeah, exactly. So he'll be over here. <laughs> Sounding like we have an extra from the Sopranos in the yeah, room with us pretty you much. Know, uh, so, yeah, you know, he's a fucking guy. He's going he's to bring up stories about Isaac the whole time, too. It's going to be fantastic. Hey, fucking Isaac. Yep. What, what is he gonna, did Isaac work for him? Is that why? Yeah. At the old fresco that was on Avenue L. I, didn't, I, never, I never frequented that joint. That one was nice. I liked it. Are um, you, is your, to, okay. Here you go. Is your next bravery going to be bravery too? <laughs> no, don't do I think that. they'll all just be called bravery brewing, <laughs> but yeah, don't do that. All right. Well, he, might, he probably had his reasons for doing it though. I'm guessing. Probably. Yeah. Probably copyright reasons. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, anyway, thank you, Brian, for, sh for showing up. Uh, yes, it's been a pleasure. I, I was excited to meet you. Uh, I'm a fan of what, of what you're doing, uh, especially for our community. We all need good beer. Yeah, we all do. need good beer. Not, it's not just beer though. Right. Cause it's not just about the beer. It's about having a place. Right, it's about having a place to yeah. to to convene and hang out and bullshit and have good pizza and have good stories and and uh, so I appreciate that you're doing that and that I'm I'm really glad that you guys made it through uh, that rough time. I don't know, you know. Luckily, you're nine years in. I don't know if you were if it was your first year if you would have made it. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, so luckily, <laughs> luckily you you did. So I'm really yeah. thankful. Anything yeah. you want to share? Any anything that you want to share about your your business? The where, where people people can find you. Um, I mean, obviously we know where you're located, but not yeah. everybody does. Yeah, sure. Uh, so our tasting room and pizza kitchen is off 8th Street West and Avenue L. So that's where the new DMV is. Yes, which sucks. Have you yeah, been to that awful. DMV yet? Fortunately, I have not had to go in there yet. Oh, it oh sucks. God. Uh, I got yeah. a story before we, I, I'll let you finish. But Mindy had to go recently because now, you know, they're changing our licenses. You, yeah. you know that, right? They're going to be the federal the IDs ID. now. Yeah, the real ID. And you have to provide all this bullshit to them. You have to, you have to, it's, it's a mess. Well, she went there and she couldn't get an appointment, but she, well, she, it's her fault, really. It's her bad. She, she did it on her birthday Ooh. because she didn't do it in advance, right? Oh, so she couldn't no. get an appointment. She was there on her birthday. Uh, well, one of the things that sucked for her, this is a failure, uh, she had to piss. She had to go to the bathroom, and she's in the, in the line. And what do you do? I'm like, what do you do? Yeah. And it was on a Friday, I think. Go, I was like, do you want me to go stand go. in line for you? I'll, <laughs> you just go. I'll go stand in line for you. Uh, but anyway, that was that was pretty funny. But oh, yeah, that's that brutal. sucks. That's a whole... That, that was like a three-hour event for her just to get that license. I've had to pee like this whole podcast, too. I just want to throw that out Oh, there. I'm going to keep going then. Yeah, sweet. I'm going to make, <laughs> just I'm keep gonna talking. make it really just keep uncomfortable talking. for you. Anyway. you know, I'm just sitting here rocking the chair. I'm like, yeah, it's a good podcast. <laughs> that's why I always go before oh, we start. I know. Like, literally, I play the right music. I go. So, Brian, continue. Yeah, no, uh, so the, the Pizza Kitchen was open limited hours initially, but now it's open seven days a week. We open at 11 a.m. every day, so you can come in for lunch. Oh, yeah. And uh, on top of beer, with our new changes to our licensing, we have really delicious wine available. Oh, you do. You do have wine there now. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, I mentioned previously my my wife is a wine sommelier, so she's handpicking the, the wine selection. They're all delicious. Where now? Where are you getting them from? And do you have to have people that, that they distribute to you, right, to to do it? Or yeah, so we we just built a new like cellar room inside of the tasting room. You guys are kicking ass, bro. Well, thank nice you. work. Yeah. Um, yes. And that's gonna so we're gonna have bottles available from all six of the local AV wineries, and then on draft we have four different draft wines that are uh, from various places in California. Um, so we have a wine flight too. Um, so cool. Uh, yeah. I, I will say, man, you are doing it 
you were doing it right. And I, I just, I, it's, it's a great model for anybody that wants to do what, what you're doing. You're Mindy doing it says, right. get great Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, she we loves she loves Sauvignon. We Blanc. have a very nice Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, oh there you go, Mindy. We're going there. We're going there after this, right? right. After this, <laughs> we're going after this. It's Friday. Uh, I'll it's be there. Friday. It's Friday. Fucking Friday. Are you going there after this? Yep. Oh, yep. Fucking a. We're gonna have to go hang out. Uh, uh, I just, let me. I just thank you guys for what you're doing. Um, I think too easily and too commonly, it's heard like, oh, there's nothing going on the AV, and you know, blah, it's true. Blah, blah. Yeah. That was one of the biggest pushes to open bravery almost a decade ago. It's like, you know, if there isn't the culture here that I want, I'll contribute to building it. Yep. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. And you guys highlighting other cool people out here and what they're doing. Kudos to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Really, really appreciate what you're doing. And I give Nick a lot of credit for that. I mean, you know, I obviously we work together as a team and a team does has different roles and Nick, Nick is playing that role really well. Thank you. Uh, He is the guest guy. He gets all the people. Yeah. Uh, He does usually bring the cocktail. Uh, I just, so thanks for that because yours was so much better than mine. (laughs) I just, I just turn the mics on and, uh, and smile Uh, and no one sees it because we don't do it on video, but thank you very much for being here. And uh, we do have a local artist. We'll get into that. Our next feature guest is Lenny. We just mentioned that. So who's the local artist that we're going to play? Centuries, seconds to centuries. Uh, and, uh, Basically, uh, some info on the track. It's called Light the Spark. Mm-hmm. Um, so their plans this year is to release their upcoming EP, Killing Joke, in July. Uh, recorded at Batcave Studios, which I love that Bat name, Cave. obviously. Hmm. Um, next, they'll be working in the Ventura base or with the Ventura base band, I Greater Than He, on a split EP, hopefully by the end of the year for that release. And the next show for them is June 18th at the American Legion. Uh, nice. Yeah. With uh, I Greater Than He, Bone Maggot. That's a fantastic name. Bo- and Bone Maggot? Bone Maggot. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, they're, they're a soft jazz band, obviously, with that name. <laughs> yeah, you know what obviously, I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah, so Light the Spark is written uh, to help cope with the day-by-day struggle to want to disappear. Yeah. I, so I here think you go, guys. Thank it. you for listening, and here's Light the Spark. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, uh, we're going to play Light the Spark. So check out check out everything we do here out of Low Tree Studios. You can go to lowtreestudios.com. We have other podcasts that we produce, of course, and uh, thank you for tuning in for this one live. And we're, we're on a schedule now. We're going to be doing weekly. So super yes, excited about that. Actually, we're going to be doing it oh, two weeks from today because until the block party, I have okay, practice that's fine. those weeks. That's right. You did mention yeah. that. So we will be coming. We will be doing it weekly starting whenever Nick says that After we're doing July it. July 3rd, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. This is Light the Spark. Bye. Bye. Oh